Chapter Eleven of the Pocket Measure by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven: Perfect Love Casteth Out Fear. It was with a great many little inward flutters of satisfaction that Mrs. Spafford went about her small house one Thursday, making preparations for leaving it to its own quiet for a few hours perhaps it is one of the compensations to those who live simple quiet lives that small pleasures are intensified and enjoyed with a zest that persons who live in excitement know nothing about the mere going down town of a pleasant afternoon and returning again with her husband was an event in mrs spafford's life for street-car fares were guarded carefully therefore it fell to her lot to go rarely she had determined however to avail herself of mrs temple's invitation and attend the missionary meeting despite her husband's revelation as to mrs temple's social status the youthful matron felt that one of the thrills of satisfaction proceeded from the thought of meeting that lady again i can't help it if she is rich she said to herself with a happy smile as she arrayed herself for the street she is very pleasant and cordial, and I'm going to like her just as much as I want to. What an absurd idea that because she is rich and I am poor, there should necessarily be a gulf between us. Besides, I'm not poor. I hardly know of a person who is less so. I am not sure that I can explain to you what a sense of satisfaction it gave Mrs. Spafford to be greeted among that company of Christian women. Directly she entered the church she felt it, that subtle atmosphere of congeniality. She was at home. She was in sympathy with the words that were being read from the Bible. She was in sympathy with the prayer that followed. The sweet, clear-voiced petitioner was her new-found friend, Mrs. Temple. As she rose from her knees, she rejoiced over the thought that all these grand, good women were friends. The truth is, if you are in sympathy with the atmosphere which surrounded her, you will know all about what she felt in being led into the circle of Christian sisterhood. If you are not, no words of mine can possibly make it plain to you. Still, life did not go smoothly even here it transpired that there was something some duty to perform which in itself mrs spafford judged must be a severe ordeal for during the singing of the hymn must jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free no there's a cross for every one and there's a cross for me mrs temple slipped softly from one to another and preferred some request which mrs spafford interested as she was in the hymn and joining in it as she did with the full strength of her cultured voice could not but see met with demur with shruggings of shoulders with distressed negatives and as the petitioner pled the refusals became more emphatic in manner until one and another and yet another lady had been interviewed with the same result what could be wanted she was soon destined to know for mrs temple raised her head with a troubled air and looking about her irresolutely as they began the third verse of the hymn spied her new acquaintance and came speedily toward her i am so glad to see you she whispered with a cordial hand-clasp 
and i do wonder if the dear lord has not sent you to me just now as a helper dear mrs spafford i am in an embarrassing dilemma several of our ladies who are nearly always present strangely enough are absent this afternoon and i have really no one on whom to depend wouldn't you be so kind i know it is too hard to ask you at your first coming and you an entire stranger in our midst but if you would feel that you could offer prayer with us i would be so glad now i shall have to admit to you that mrs spafford was startled and embarrassed it was a new experience to her she felt the hot blood mounting in waves to her forehead and knew that the hand which mrs temple still held trembled visibly poor child said mrs temple soothingly as one who was more than twenty years her senior had a right to speak to the young matron it is too hard i ought not to ask you yet mrs spafford's embarrassment did not proceed from the source to which it was credited she was astonished and perplexed to discover that the cross which was pressing so heavily on this company of christian women was simply to present their desires to their loving sympathizing all-powerful lord how could they shrink from it in this way what was there that should be expected to so disturb her was it something different from prayer more than prayer that they wanted was it expected that a missionary prayer should make wise reference to the different mission stations and their work and present intelligently the special needs of each field that indeed she could not do and she recognized a chance for embarrassment in the admission of the fact that she a woman and a christian in this nineteenth century was not posted but then immediately she reflected that prayer was different from any other exercise in that the one addressed needed no information was thoroughly acquainted with the needs of all mission fields and the desires of all human hearts and yet had chosen that the heart cry should go out from his children o lord thou knowest do unto us even as thou hast said mrs spafford though lamentably conscious of her ignorance as regarded the work of foreign missions yet knew that her heart desired their greatest good and was acquainted with the one to whom to bring their case why then should it be considered so serious a thing thought is not unlike chain lightning you know and while they were singing one line of the hymn now alarmingly near its close this woman had gone over the ground at which i have hinted and come back to her starting point what is it you want mrs temple a specific prayer for some special mission and its workers mentioning them by name because if you do i am ashamed to tell you that i do not understand the work well enough to lead you oh my dear child no we do not want an address in the form of a prayer we want simply to have our hearts brought close to the heart of christ and his help asked for this meeting this day then i will be glad to pray said mrs spafford simply and she did not know that she was saying a strange thing she had lived in another world than theirs she had been brought up with a mother with whom to pray was to talk with a dear and familiar friend she had attended from her earlier girlhood a weekly prayer meeting with her mother where the ladies prayed together precisely as they talked together feeling no more embarrassment in the one instance than in the other 
she had begun by feeling a degree of nervous tremor it is true at the sound of her own voice before so many but there had been no great gulf placed between the thought of conversing before others and the thought of praying before them indeed callie howell when a girl of sixteen had expressed herself naively to her mother after this fashion why mother i would rather pray than say anything to the people about any particular subject because one cannot help thinking that they may criticize the way you are saying it or the thought itself but of course i remember that jesus christ never criticizes my prayer and that the people are all engaged in speaking to him at the same time and therefore are not thinking of me as a teacher it had for years been her privilege to lead young ladies prayer circles present for many a timid heart its cry for help its burden of sorrow until prayer had come to be to her what it ought to be to every human heart a privilege and a joy her embarrassment you will perceive arose simply and solely from astonishment over the thought that she was expected to consider a cross and a trial what was to her a joy a curious suggestion that perhaps she ought not to feel so ready to offer that which others so much older and wiser and in every sense better than herself visibly shrank from presented itself to haunt her if satan could command a moment of admiration from any of his tempest-tossed victims it would surely be on account of his unwearying ingenuity of course the matter was all settled in much less time than it has taken me to present its phases to you and mrs spafford received mrs temple's relieved oh thank you my dear and she had heard her name called as one who would lead them in prayer and she had bowed with the rest and for the first two or three sentences her heart kept up its questioning tumult and well-nigh drove her from her refuge then the force of habit and the force of will asserted themselves nay rather the spirit brooded over her helped her infirmities and she was enabled to shut them all out all the questionings and embarrassments and come as a child to its father with her simple call putting him in remembrance of all the great array of promises wherewith he had pillared her faith since her reasoning powers began the prayer was very simple very indefinite so far as regarded the special mission field under consideration but even here the suppliant was true to her true self and made bold confession dear lord thou knowest that i know almost nothing about this great africa which we remember before thee to-day i confess with shame my ignorance of what has been done or is doing or of what thy ministers or handmaidens stand in special need of there save that i know they need our prayers but these thy servants who have taken up the work here at home know all about the field and all its pressing needs and obstacles and triumphs and i pray thee take from each heart before thee its special burden for this portion of thy field and give to them a song of assurance that thou wilt remember thy covenant i wonder how many of those his servants gathered in that room listening to that prayer felt their cheeks burn with the thought that they knew extremely little about africa or its missionaries and were not conscious of any special burdens for the lord to lift 
what was there in that prayer to move so many of those ladies to tears it was as simple as a child's and as direct perhaps therein lay the secret it had its reflex influence on mrs spafford she was mortified and grieved to realize that she knew so little about the foreign work the barest general outlines were all that she felt safe in referring to the gaboon mission with its different stations and strange-sounding names were all unfamiliar the names and circumstances of the missionaries stationed there she only knew in a shadowy sort of way even dear mr bushnell to whom some of the ladies so constantly referred in their reports as though he were inseparably intertwined with every fibre of the mission was a name known to mrs spafford only by seeing brief extracts from his letters at long intervals hers had been in a sense a missionary life in that she had been for years spreading the news and yet she realized now as never before that she had confined her thoughts and her aims almost entirely to the home work so had her mother before her why did mother do it she asked herself with glowing cheeks as the talk went on for those ladies strange to say were ready to read their papers and outline their maps and give their incidents and talk glibly and well of the work in africa though they could not pray all this seemed strange to mrs spafford to her prayer was the first letter in the alphabet of missions and these ladies almost seemed to have skipped it and reached the middle not that they do not pray of course she said horrified at her own conclusion but then it seems so strange that they know so much about it all and can talk together so well and cannot talk with him then she tried to find explanation for her mother's course surely she had been interested in foreign mission work for what portion of the lord's vineyard was there with which the dear mother's heart had not throbbed in sympathy then she reflected that her mother's life for many years had been that of a secluded invalid that their means had been limited that current literature had been especially in the latter years somewhat scarce she was dependent on me for information as to what the church was doing this daughter told herself reproachfully and how meagre my knowledge was there were no women's boards then oh mother if you had lived how eagerly would you have joined hands with this movement how cruel your daughter was not to keep you in full communication with what the church was doing thus far in sad self-reproach and an unutterable longing for the presence of the mother whose heart had responded to every call of the master as fast as she had heard and then did this troubled heart suddenly remember with a glow of comfort that the dear mother was now in the presence of the shepherd and he could tell her all about the field and who shall say that he could not give her willing heart special work to do for him there directly the formal meeting was concluded mrs temple came again to the novice who had so simply and readily taken up her cross she thanked her again with a warmth that embarrassed mrs spafford she introduced her to a host of eager ladies those from whose lips the unfamiliar african names had rolled so readily and the little lady improved the opportunity to ask numberless questions 
what books or papers did she need in order to post herself about these places where was woman's work to be had what was its expense how should she secure the names and addresses of missionaries was there a missionary library connected with this church or this organization no but upon my word there ought to be said one of the ladies struck with the wisdom of the question that is really an excellent idea we ought to take it into immediate consideration then another oh mrs spafford you must organize your church i have been hoping to hear from that church in your ward this long time i've been trying to get my friend mrs bacon interested she is the only acquaintance i have so far uptown i haven't got her started yet but we shall have hopes of her now you will enthuse her and all the rest i don't know said mrs spafford smiling a little though there were tears in her eyes i think i need an infusion of general intelligence i never realized before that i was so utterly ignorant on the subject of missions why i always supposed i was interested i have prayed for missions ever since i was born and really i never knew until to-day that i had almost no actual positive knowledge concerning their present work that lady is thoroughly awake mrs temple said looking after the newcomer with a satisfied bend of her head as mrs spafford having discovered that it was nearly time for warren's car and she should miss that coveted ride up with him unless she hastened took sudden leave not before promising boldly to do her best at effecting an organization in their own church she is wide awake i knew when i talked with her last week that all she needed was a little help to set her into a blaze we shall hear from her you may depend yes madame she is awake what a pity it is that you sweet christian lady as you are could not awaken to the fact that if you were as thoroughly enthused at this moment with the spirit of missions as the young woman you have just helped to waken were as thoroughly consecrated in heart and pure as she is you actually have tenths enough to so swell the coffers of the foreign boards that they could do more in one year than a long life's giving of such tents as she can accomplish that is counting it in dollars and cents thank the dear lord for counting above these thy prayers and thine alms said he to cornelius mrs spafford may give her tiny jewels with joy remembering the wording of that sentence after all it was a so-called chance word which set the pretty blaze of enthusiasm into a white heat as she went down the aisle she came in contact with a small fair girl not more than eighteen with a pretty girlish not to say childish face who grasped her hand with an eager tearful sentence oh dear lady let me take your hand i want to thank you for that prayer i never heard anybody pray so tenderly before for missionaries and their families dear child said mrs spafford stooping to kiss the fair face she looked so small and sweet that the action was involuntary do you love the missionaries so much what has given you such a special interest at your age then the blue eyes filled with tears as the tremulous voice said oh dear madame my eldest brother gave his life for the heathen 
and my elder brother gave his life his wonderful life for them all this was what mrs spafford thought but did not say this was what made the flame of love to which fresh fuel had been added that afternoon burst into a glow the light of which shall burn on and on after mrs spafford's actual earthwork shall be done and she shall have gone home to her mother and her god good work was done for christ that day more than the workers knew away under the waves of a tropical river there lay the bones of one who had given his young life for missions a life nipped in the bud it had been said strangely cut off just after its full consecration and yet that consecrated life spoke to mrs spafford that summer afternoon as nothing else had ever done and i heard a voice saying unto me write blessed are the dead who die in the lord yea saith the spirit they rest from their labors and their works do follow them End of chapter 11